Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. We need some heart in leadership as well. Uh, without heart, you can't. You can't do anything worthwhile. Without heart, you can't do anything worthwhile. Okay. Yeah. All right. You, well, you can't. You can't. I, 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 mean, no, I, I agree with you. I, I think that that's a bar. <laughs> I, I, I love that because uh, I think we forget about the heart. A lot of people feel like it's just a head thing. And I think the head and heart work together. Um, and ego. We're seeing a lot of that happen now. Ah, ego. Talk about it's that. M- what, do, what do you mean? I mean, I'm right, you're wrong. I refuse to see your way of doing things. I, I refuse to accept your your opinion. Um, hmm. You know, no one is willing to say, let's agree to disagree and find a common ground, uh, you know, uh, that would work for, 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 for all of us. No one <laughs> wants to compromise. No one wants to compromise. Because of ego. Because of ego and because of I think uh, being ethnocentric being ignorant because that makes you fearful when you other when you're doing that uh, what's that word you're othering right othering, you're yeah, othering, othering and, yeah. and you uh, when you do that you're you're kind of alienating yourself from other people and uh, you're just refusing to to try to understand their viewpoint I'm not saying you have to accept it but you have to actually just have an open mind and listen to them and see where they're coming from how you day how you day that was the voice of Celine. today's theme is identity you find that she went through her own identity struggles and we discuss the global concept of what identity is and in in my line of work something that i'm increasingly championing right now and in and it's becoming increasingly evident to me is that we expand the definition of globalization think a lot of times when we think about globalization we we think about specific cultures you know that have been defined as maybe english speaking or any of these type of uh, of cultures that tend to dominate pop culture narrative and so i'm hoping that we expand that definition to also include different national cultures because that's truly what international uh, or globalization truly is where you understand elements and nuances of different varying cultures and that's just my thought. But in this episode, you get to hear Celine's journey towards finding herself. And I'm hoping that you all, if you're employees or employers or entrepreneurs, you're starting to expand your definition as to what true globalization can be. I do think there's a great opportunity for representation and inclusion that can come when we do this. Enjoy the episode. 
Welcome everyone to another episode of As Told by Nomads and today's guest is Celine Chinoy. Celine is a writer, podcaster, and journalist who specialized in psychology, personal growth, and wellness, as well as social and cultural issues. She is the founder and writer of The Dream Catcher, a community platform that connects and encourages people to live their dream life and make a difference in the world. We're going to be talking about all her background, her personal thoughts on being a third culture kid, as well as different ways to connect in a globalized world. Welcome to the show, Celine. Hi, Teo. How are you? It's so great to be here. Pleasure's mine. Pleasure's mine. It's, it's, it's always a pleasure to meet uh, a fellow third culture kid. But Celine, obviously in the background, you are involved in a lot of things, you know, from psychology to writing and podcasting. But where I want to start with you is your background as a third culture kid. What was it like for you as you were embracing your global identity? And how did you first figure out that you were TCK? Yeah, absolutely. So I was born and raised in Dubai, which is um, a very, a very diverse place. It is actually, um, you know, we have a lot of expats out here. There's a huge population of expats. So I grew up in a, a place where I I was exposed to all different nationalities right from the get-go. And my parents were uh, immigrants. They moved out here in the 1960s. Uh, so they, um, they always had this sensibility of, of openness and curiosity. Um, and uh, in fact, my, my, dad, uh, my dad wanted me to only learn English when I was a kid. Like he, he only spoke to me in English because when he came here, he didn't speak a word of English. So he, he told my mom that I want our kids to be fluent in English. Um, and, uh, and I want them to go to international schools so that they can, uh, they can have this exposure to different nationalities. And we also traveled all over the world. You know, we went to, we went to Australia, Asia, Africa, North America, Europe. So, um, having all these experiences really shaped me as a person, um, and gave me this global identity. But at the same time, um, Tayo, it, it also came with its share of challenges. Uh, because I was only fluent in English, I was, only, uh, I was monolingual, um, I got a lot of language shaming uh, when I was, uh, whenever I encountered uh, people from, uh, you know, my own community, any community who were, who, you know, they call themselves patriots. Uh, they should be like, why don't you speak your own language? Um, and I was always made to feel um, like shame, like you're not Indian enough. Um, and I was called coconut. Um, I don't know if you've heard of that term, but I have, yeah. Co- yeah, you know, brown on the outside, white on the inside. And uh, for a long time, I was confused. I was like, okay, where where do I belong? Uh, who am I? Um, I felt very displaced. Um, um, and so I didn't even know about third culture kids at that, at that point. But when I uh, left Dubai and I went to the, uh, the United States for my education, uh, uh, I, I was able to meet people who were like me, but there I faced 
a, a different different problem. I I went to a state school. I went to the University of Illinois in Urbana-Champaign, and ninety percent of the students there. Well, actually, I'd say ninety five percent of the students there never left the state of Illinois. So when I told them that I'm from Dubai, they had no idea where that is. Um, and this was in the early 2000s and Dubai wasn't really in the map at that time. So um, I, I wouldn't, they wouldn't know where to place me. In fact, one of them said, which suburb is that? And I'm like, okay, <laughs> not ex <laughs> so it was, so they didn't know who I was. Um, and so that was a, uh, so, and then I realized it was not about not finding my place in the Indian community. It was about not finding my place in a group of people that was, um, that did not get the kind of exposure that, that I had and a lot of other third culture ha uh, people had. And for me, it was like, you know, it, it felt like it was a burden. It was some, it was an obstacle for me. Um, and I, and I was like, okay, what do I do with this? Like, where do I belong? Even if I, 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 I didn't, I didn't fit in with the, the Indian crowd, the super Indian crowd. And I didn't fit in with like the American crowd. So I, I, I really had to, um, you know, really experiment and try to hang out with different kinds of people to find, uh, find a group of, a group or a community where I, I could be myself. I could be, um, I could express different facets of my, uh, of my, uh, of, of my cultural influences, different ways that I've been, uh, influenced. So, so yeah, that took a while. That took a while. And, uh, and I'm glad I've reached a place where I can say, uh, I'm very comfortable in who I am right now. In fact, I did I did my my thesis, my journalism thesis on third culture kids, and I got to interview um, 30, 30 third culture kids from all over the world. And they come from uh, incredibly, incredibly diverse backgrounds. Like they were from military families. They were from, uh, you know, uh, diplomats. They were kids of diplomats. And they've they've lived in like, 15 countries 20 countries and they and you know I, I could identify with each one of them because they all had this underlying ethos of feeling a sense of responsibility towards the planet and really not having to 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 face those barriers that most people um, encounter when trying to communicate with people who are different from them um, and then I started real realizing that this is a strength. This is a strength that I could really um, use as a writer, as um, uh, and as uh, you know, in my podcast, as a in my uh, as a professional, as as a person. You know, I and traveling is so much fun now because I'm able to I'm able to connect with people no matter where they're from simply because I have I I have this this ability to adapt and uh, be curious about those who are different from me. So um, it's been a long journey and I'm glad that I was finally able to come to a place where I'm at peace with 
uh, with uh, having this uh, complex background. But, and, uh, and yeah, it's, it's, it's been great. You said a lot there, and I, I want to focus on a few things. So you say you're at peace now. How do you define being at peace? You know, because on the one hand, you say sometimes you face the, you know, discussions from fellow Indians who call you not Indian enough. And then on the other hand, you have people who are wondering where Dubai is. So what was peace for you in terms of defining your own global identity? Hmm. That that's a good question. I think peace for me. I only felt peace when I was able to utilize this this um, this diversity, this diverse mindset, this 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 um, openness. Mm-hmm. When I was able to put it to good use, when I was able to use it to to help other people to spread awareness about cultural sensitivity and and that's what I do through my writing now I've written a lot of articles about um, um, you know uh, just raising awareness about about uh, about cultures about developing a global identity and about um, tolerance for people who are different from uh, fr- from you you know I that's something that I do through my work and um, I think when I started doing that and I, and I saw people responding in such a positive way and um, that's when I felt, okay, you know, there's a reason why that happened to me. There's a reason why I am who I am. Right. Um, I believe everything happens for a reason. And it's interesting, uh, Tayo, uh, the, uh, the articles about developing a global mindset and, uh, you know, um, open being open to other other races and cultures those are actually one of the high higher performing articles on on my on my platform yeah. um, and and that to me is really really promising because that tells me that people are people are increasingly interested in developing this ability no, it makes sense. I mean, that was the foundation of the podcast. I, I, I do. I am very, I'm always curious about this. There's something you said that got me curious. You said clinging to the old ways will, produ- uh, will produce an overly ethnocentric orientation that's primitive in today's world. And then you went on to say, we want to be wary of a conservative view on globalization as it can lead to close mindedness and fear based us versus them stance. Those are very big, big big words and and <laughs> I, I i'm curious where you were when you wrote that because do you believe that it is possible to still be globalized and have maybe parents teach their kids about their culture as well as the world or do you believe that parents should teach the kids uh you know uh other languages so that they can be quote unquote more globalized as opposed to redefining what globalization could mean for them. I'm always curious about that conversation because sometimes parents are always trying to protect their, their kids and make sure that they, they survive in a quote unquote international world. But then when we define international, who are we factoring in when we say international? So it's just a thought of mine as, as um, I do all this work. Yeah. I mean, it really depends on 
where you are on the planet and what do you what do you do for for a living like what uh context matters right um of course, of course. but i i think that Actually, no matter where you live, you could be living in a remote town in Siberia or you could be living in New York City. Uh, you are going to be exposed to people from different parts of the planet, from mm-hmm. other cultures because of the Internet. Because of social media, there is going to be some form of interaction. It is going to touch you in some way. Um, and and I, I think parents should should definitely teach their kids uh, about their their national um, you know their traditions their 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 customs you should celebrate your holidays that's absolutely absolutely important you know um, you should have you should have strong roots so in fact there's a really great uh, quote by George Santayana um, he's a Spanish philosopher and he said a man's feet should be planted in his country but his eyes should survey the world Um, and yeah and so I think what I suggest people do is just just imagine that you have um, like a dual citizenship like so you, you you have the citizenship of your own country or you know other countries if there are more but you also have one uh, that is a, that that's the citizenship of the world. You're a global citizen. Um, when you think of yourself in that way, you will have um, a vested interest in what is happening happening beyond beyond the borders of your country. Um, and I think that's important because you know, Tayo, there's just so much, um, so many issues that we need to solve together as a world, you know, starting with COVID, like COVID, (laughs) COVID was a wake up. It was a wake up call because that virus, it did not discriminate, you know, it Uh it affected everybody, rich, poor, black, white, brown, it did not matter. Um, And we had to come together and figure out what the heck is going on, right? It it went all the way up to the the United, the United Nations. um, And it was a world problem, yeah. You know, and it it was almost like an alien invasion. It was like it we, felt like it. You know what? It, <laughs> it, was a, <laughs> it still feels like it, but you know, that's yeah. so interesting, huh? Yeah, I mean, medical experts and scientists from all over the world had to work together to figure it out. You know, <laughs> I, I I'm chuckling because you know at the time of recording, and I'm sure, unfortunately, when this episode eventually comes out. COVID is still a real problem, right? Or have oh, parents. it still is. Yeah, and to your point, you know, which is something you studied, and, and I love this because this is this is my life's work, studying how to build this idea of global fluency and, and, and knowledge seems to be imperative for leaders if they want to solve any of the problems in our society today. COVID being one of them. Mm-hmm. However. One of the biggest problems I've observed is is trying to figure out what exactly is the same page for someone and then trying to make sure that you're really understanding the needs of everyone involved. COVID is is a great example where it affects everyone, but now there are multiple interests at play. And so some people feel like they aren't being served. Some people take opportunities being taken away. And I, I wonder if in your research, you found the best way to really ensure that different people from different communities can be catered to 
in a way that doesn't diminish the desires of everyone involved. Yeah. So I think that starts with good leadership. Mm. Um, it really mm. does. Um, having a leader who has that empathy, um, who has the insight to really understand that the, you know, that this inequality exists, um, uh, is, is crucial because they're the, they're the ones who, you know, create the policies and decide how to distribute the resources. So I think it really has to start from, from there. And, you know, as, um, you know, we we ourselves can make a difference by expressing our opinion and, um, you know, campaigning for change and things like that. I mean, we all can, we all do have a say, um, especially if you live in a democracy. Mm. Um, so we can do our part. But I and, you know, voting for leaders who 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 can be fair and have that have that 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 mindset and that empathy to 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 see these problems. Yeah. If I'm translating what you're saying, it, it you know, leadership is not a small task. It's a, it's a responsibility that requires being able to see people for who they really are. And it doesn't appear that a lot of leaders truly understand the problem. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Is that they might claim to solve, you know, a lot of leaders know how to speak to oh yeah (laughs) yeah like they might say the right things but it then has to be paired with action and a lot of that means you know if you're going to understand the inequity of any problem right it doesn't have to be covered to be anything you really have to understand the relationship that different segments of the communities have with that and that means you know getting down and, and, and personal and really doing things that you might not have been doing in the past or other leaders might not have been doing in the past, which could potentially make you unpopular, right. To, to certain segments of the population. But then that's, that that's part of the task and burden of being a leader. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's what I, I was mean, translating. That's what I was translating. I don't know if I did a good job of translating what you're saying, but that's what I was getting. Um, I think you have to be strong enough and courageous enough to do what you think is right but um obviously you don't want to you don't want to be like a dictator you want to get um you want to make informed decisions and i think it's it's also important to have good um uh, you know good people who work with you who can give you give you that support and that knowledge that you require to make decisions that that are as informed as possible um they're based on facts they're based on science um and definitely we need some heart in leadership as well uh without heart you can't you can't do anything worthwhile 
without heart, you can't do anything worthwhile. Okay. Yeah. All right. You, well, you can't. You can't. I, 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 no, mean, I, I agree with you. I, I think that that's a bar. <laughs> I, I, I love that because uh, I think we forget about the heart. A lot of people feel like it's just a head thing. And I think the head and heart work together. Um, and ego. We're seeing a lot of that happen now. Ah, ego. Talk about it's, that. What do, what do you mean? I mean, I'm right. You're wrong. I refuse to see your way of doing things. I, I refuse to accept your your opinion. Um, hmm. You know, no one is willing to say, let's agree to disagree and find a common ground, uh, you know, uh, that would work for 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 all of us no one wants to compromise no one wants to compromise because of ego because of ego and because of i think uh being ethnocentric being ignorant because that makes you fearful when you other when you're doing that uh what's that word you're othering right othering, you're yeah, othering othering, and, yeah. and you uh, when you do that you're you're kind of alienating yourself from other people and uh you're just refusing to to try to understand their viewpoint. I'm not saying you have to accept it, but you have to actually just have an open mind and listen to them and see where they're coming from. You know, I've gone through what you went through with India, um, with some Indians rather, not India as a country, where yeah. someone will question your net, uh, oftenness, right? I grew up in five countries, four continents. And um, the irony is I'm, I'm, I'm 100% Nigerian. It's the only passport I have. But... I remember in high school having to feel like I had to prove my Nigerian-ness sometimes just because of uh, the, the way I, 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 I grew up. And then I found my comfort as well and, and, and realized that I, I am, you know, no one can take that away from me. But I do see an element of that elsewhere, you know, with other parts of people's identity. You know, someone could say, you're not brown enough, you're not black enough, you're not this enough, you're not manly enough, you're not woman enough. Yeah based yeah, on yeah. someone's definition, which fits to your definition of ethnocentrism, someone's definition of what should be enough. And it yeah. seems like we, we don't do a good enough job as a society to define what enough is and leave enough room for people to include themselves in that conversation. Yeah. And when you label someone, you're limiting their potential. That's right. You know? That's and that's a horrible thing to do. That's a horrible thing to do, um, because uh, all of those things are like the outer layers of your identity. It has nothing to do with who you are as a person, who you are, um, you know, on a, on a spiritual level. Because you could be anyone. I mean, I know this is a uh, this this is fiction, but look at uh, look at Tarzan. He grew up with gorillas. <laughs> and he became he became gorilla like, and my point is you you can you can be conditioned in so many different ways depending on where where you grow up, the kind of media you consume, mm -hmm. where you where you you focus on. Human beings can be molded in so many ways, Tayo, and you can change at any age. You can learn new things that you know the brain is the brain is, 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 is adaptable. It's, it's open. It, it can be changed, uh, in so many ways based on, on, on what you choose to, um, to learn and expose yourself to. So, um, there, there are really no limits to the kind of person that you can become and what you can achieve in your life. So 
please stop labeling people. Stop trying to make them fit into your idea of what they should be like based mm-hmm. on stereotypes because there's so much more to a human being that you can't see. No, that truly is. And, and you, your life is a testament to that because so you study psychology, you study society issues, you study culture issues, you write, you're a journalist and you also podcast. Uh, I wonder, you know, as someone who does several things myself, I, I know why I decided to do that and make that intentional. And it has a lot to do, you know, it has a lot to do with, you know, breaking out of stereotypes. But what, what, why, why do you do so many things across different fields? Oh, okay. That's a good question. Why do I do? <laughs> you well... aren't expecting, you aren't expecting that. But <laughs> you know, I, I study human behavior and I'm always curious about the, the decisions behind some behavioral things. And you are in several fields that have to do with uh, human behavior. So I'm curious, what, what led down that path? Well, I think at the heart of it, it's all about helping people um, reach their full potential and really create the life that reflects their deepest desires. And I, I started as a life coach. I used to do one-to-one sessions. I was doing workshops for six years. Um, so that's something that was, that was always uh, an intrinsic form of motivation for me. And I just happened to find different, uh, different outlets along the way. Um, I have, I've always had a love for writing. And so that's something that I, I utilized as a tool to, to kind of carry up my mission. And then later on, uh, podcasting uh, was something that I decided to embark on. And so yeah, so that's, that's what motivates me. And that's what, what I felt was the best way for me to express uh, what my, my, my mission and what I hope to accomplish um, in my lifetime. Uh, so, so you, you followed your passions essentially and it, it led pretty you much. Down, yeah. Led you pretty down much. And, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. And I wanted to find things that I'm good at, you know, we're not, um, uh, you know, you have to discover your, I believe it's really important to discover your gifts um, and to be able to express them uh, because that's the only way to be really happy, Tayo. I don't think you can find happiness in stuff. I mean, it's nice to have a nice to have a nice car, to have nice clothes, but that can only make you happy to a certain point. Beyond that, you got to do something more. You got to contribute. You got to uh, help people, um, and you have to do it in a way that is meaningful to you, mm. um, and that utilizes your own uh, gifts. And you don't have to have a profession that aligns with that path. You could do it um, as a hobby. Uh, you could do it as a side uh, side gig. Like you, you don't you you don't have to do it. But it's important that you have a chance to to explore that part of you because that's that's why I think we're we're all ultimately here. That's the reason why we're all ultimately here to to make some form of contribution to the world. Even if you're a mom, maybe it's raising kids who are, who are open, who can, who can uh, leave their own, um, their own mark on the world. I mean, that's an achievement for a mother if she can raise such 
good kids who, who, who can make a difference in the world. So it's about finding that, finding that, that, that thing that creates that spark in you and that can, that can make a difference. Well, you know what? The next question someone's going to ask you is then is because you said it's about finding out what it is that you're good at and you're passionate about. But someone listening is probably still lost on that on that before side. I'm like, well, how do I even know what I'm good at? How do I <laughs> OK, that 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 part. What do you what, what do you say to someone's response? You know, someone's question uh, like that. Um, I I I love this line from uh, Elizabeth Gilbert's book, Big Magic. She talks about. Uh, I don't remember the exact line, but it's something along the lines about um, using your curiosity, uh, like letting it lead you down like a, a treasure trail. Like you need to figure out what is what is it that makes you that makes you come alive. What are some of the things that you're so interested in that you could like read about it for hours, or you could listen to podcasts on it for hours, or um, Think about think about those subjects, those topics that really that really create that kind of feeling in you. Like you could do it all day without getting paid. Um, I think that's a good place to start to follow your curiosity and let that lead the way. That's what I did. Yeah. No, that's a solid advice. We've had guests echo that same sentiment, the same exact. Oh, thing. yeah. And another thing. Another thing I want to say is also look at the look at the um, issues that really make your blood boil. Like, yes, if there's something that you're like, that should not be happening, like 40, 50 percent of kids in the world should not be hungry or, you know, I hate the way animals are being treated. Um, If there's something that makes you angry, um, look at that as well, because then that could be. Um, a type of activism that you can participate in. Speaking my language. Yeah. I always <laughs> tell people that the things that you want to do are hidden behind your raves and rants. So what do you go on raves about and what do you go on rants about? And yeah. if you can figure out. That's what a nice is, way of putting it. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> thank you. But if you can figure out those things, it's fine. And then, you know, we've had guests say the same exact, exact thing you just said, follow your curiosity which is so important because it leads you down a, a rabbit trail. And that, that's, what yeah. I, um, that's what I did for my, my, my career. And it sounds like that's what you did for your career as well. And it's very important, especially the first girl to kids listen to this. One of the things that you're going to find is you, you are going to find that your experience in the world is giving you an, an eye for multiple things and for you to be compassionate. compassionate. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side, you, you might be subject to many people ridiculing you in the sense that they're they don't think you're enough of whatever they feel like you should be whether it's in the country that you you grew up in or the country that your passport is in or in the country that your parents in and sometimes they might even come from your own family members or oh yeah from friends like that and and you know the 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 most important piece of advice i can give anyone is just get going through this is as you're figuring out your curiosities and the passions it's also important to make sure you figure out what your boundary is and, oh uh, yeah, that's yeah. so that's that's so important. I have really oh, important. Sounds like go ahead, go I, ahead. I'm gonna I, let you go. I'm gonna let you go with this. I, like- I mean, you I, I, you hit a nerve because I've had people tell me I talk too much, I read too much, 
Um, I think too much. I'm not going to say who it is, but some are in my family, family, some are my friends. Um, I've been called strange because of my interests. I had to play down this part of me mm-hmm. uh, whenever I went out, um, when I was going, when a particular phase in my life, when I was quite, quite the socialite, I never showed this side of me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, cause I knew if I did, did show show it if i expressed that this deeper aspect of my personality that i would be ridiculed or i'd be people would call me strange and a lot of them did the ones who knew Uh, and you need those boundaries and you need to have the self-esteem you have to have a strong sense of self-worth to to be like i don't care what they say i I, you know i'm i'm gonna do it anyway because this is who i am and i know i'm I'm going to use it, use it for good. Um, and yeah, and, and those boundaries are really, really essential, especially if you have family members telling you you're crazy. That's true. And this is true. It, it, you know, the other thing that you said earlier that I want to remind other people going through identity crisis or even trying to figure out who they want to be. I find, I don't know if you find this, but I find that I have many opportunities to continue to embrace my Nigerian identity the older I even get now, it, even it, and it's me coming me doing it like it's me doing the work, right? Going through the studies, going back through the history or embracing elements of it that maybe when I was younger, people will suppress or people will say, no, don't do this. So you can you can you can you know, you can fit into this culture. And I'm saying that to say that don't let anyone tell you that there's a limit to, oh, you can't be, you know, greek anymore because you didn't do this or you can't be indian anymore it, it, that, that doesn't that's not how identity works it doesn't yeah stop right if, if yeah. you want to do something more or discover parts of your yourself even more that that's a lifelong journey that has nothing to do with whether you fit the timeline of some other person because of how they they had their lived experience translated to them and so i always tell people yeah, that maybe that's that person's opinion, but if if you if it's very if it's something that you want to do, uh, it's it's a beautiful journey to go on at any age. Uh, I I totally agree, and I think it's really important to surround yourself with the right people, um, right. people who can validate you, who can encourage you, um, who who can who can see you for who you are, and uh, see your gifts. You, you need that. You need at least one or two people in your life who can, who, who can appreciate you and, and really, you know, have your back. You need that. 100%. Well, you know, you, you've obviously been very inspirational today. And I'm sure some people will like, well, I can't let this, this podcast can just end like that. So <laughs> where can people find your work? Oh yeah, absolutely. So, um, if they want to check out my my blog, they can go to thedreamcatch.com. If they want to learn more about me and my services and my podcast, they can go to salimshanoi.com. And I'm going to make sure I put those in the show notes. Now, your services, can you please, yeah, feel free to share. Plug yourself. What, what do you offer? How can people work with you? Sure. Um, so I'm a freelance writer um, and a copywriter. So I I write articles um, on the topics that um, cover my areas of expertise and I do copywriting. I work with businesses, help them 
you know, just uh, write pretty much any form of uh, business business communication materials. So like emails, um, sales copy, website copy, mm. things like that. Yeah. And that's in high demand now, especially in our virtual world where, you know, figuring out the right communication style is, is imperative. Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. And I mm-hmm. always ask my guests this question. This is my final question. It's my mission statement reframed as a question, Celine. So Celine, how do you use your difference to make a difference? How do I use my difference to make a difference? Hmm. By communicating my truth, mm-hmm. uh, by being, um, by finding a way to um, be relatable to people um, and to really show that I, I care about, about the issues that they go through. And I do that through, through focusing on, you know, the problems that they face. I try not to get too lofty in the way that I speak and the way that I write. I really try to get down to, to their level um, because I feel it's really important to be humble and have humility um, when you have such a big, when you have a big platform uh, and you're speaking to so many people and they're reading your work, um, you have to be a good role model and you have to show them that you care and that you're there in the trenches with them um, and that you're hearing them. Um, so yeah, I think, uh, I think I, I, I try to be relatable and I try to um, show that I, I empathize and I care. There you have it, Celine Shinoy. Thank you so much for coming <laughs> on the show. It's been a real pleasure. All right. Thank you so much for having me, Tayo. It's, it, it's been fun. Pleasure's mine. And kings, queens, and royalty, till next time, use a difference to make a difference. You've just been listening to the As Told by Nomads podcast. For more ways to reach out to Tayo and to use your difference to make a difference, head over to www.tayoroxon.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.